0: Let's learn different moves. Parenting movements, that is.
1: Let's mix and shake until we find our own groove. I'm Paula, Angel, Jumi, I'm Mars, and this is the Shaking Parenting Podcast.
2: We would like to remind everyone that nobody is really an expert in the philosophies we're discussing here, except the ones who created it themselves. We chose our guests because we've seen their passion in their chosen philosophy, and we would love to learn with them. Our goal here is to share these learnings with you, and then who knows, maybe it will encourage you to dig deeper and go further. Let's begin.
0: Hello. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hi. Hi guys. Oh, <laughs> nun, eh? oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for being with us here. Today, we will be discussing something close to my heart. A term that I would say is probably one of the most misunderstood concepts in the world of parenting. Unschooling. This philosophy is associated most with a man named John Holt, who was actually a classroom teacher. And this is where he got to observe students and children, which eventually led to his writings. I think he first wrote How Children Fail in the 1950s, where he talked about the problems of the American school system. Eventually... He became a proponent of homeschooling, and more specifically, unschooling. So here with us today is somebody who's living the unschooling life far away from the city and more close to the beach and nature in general. And honestly, I always look forward to this person sharing some wisdom, so I wanted to bring her here so that more people would hear from her perspectives. Friends, let's welcome Trix Clasara. Hey, Trix! Hi,
2: Trix! Hi, Trix! Hello, hello. Hi. Nice to be here.
0: Thank you for saying yes. Yeah, I'm so, I know. I'm so excited, talaga, for this interview.
2: Yeah, I'm excited. Nervous, pero excited. <laughs> okay. okay, Trix, let's
1: dive into the first question. Okay. As Paula mentioned, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding or misconceptions about unschooling. So we're really excited to learn today. So how would you? Describe unschooling in simple terms.
2: Okay, so unschooling, simply put, for someone who has never come across this term, is teaching your kids at home based on their interests, not having to depend or enroll in any formal curriculum. And it's really about making every moment a teaching moment. So like Paula said earlier, it is uh it was started by John Holt, right in the seventies um and he yes, he was a professor in a private school actually, and then when he wrote his book um how children learn, so he has to he has a lot of books, but paula mentioned how children fail, but the other one is how children learn um in that book, he really tried to answer the a very important question, which is how come I'm teaching my students so much, but they're not learning at all? So he realized that, you know, the school system was flawed, and it wasn't catering to the real needs of children to learn and discover themselves. Um, for us, it started out actually as learning through play. So as I watched my kids grow it became more apparent to me how much they actually learn when they're left alone, you know, just to play by themselves without me meddling or telling them how to play or expecting outcomes. And then as we continue to practice it, to practice unschooling, uh, learning through play sort of evolved into something bigger. So now for me, unschooling is really more of a mindset. It's really like... Shifting your paradigm in how I see learning and education, how I see my children, how I appreciate more their design, and how I see their capabilities. It's a lot of unlearning what I know Mm. of learning in general, and then relearning again to trust my kids, to trust the design of God, how he made us, and also to trust myself as a parent. And um, yeah, so I just wanted to share uh, like a quote from John Holt, um, which for me perfectly explains unschooling. He said in, in that book, How Children Learn, um, all I'm saying in this book can be summed up in two words. Trust children. Nothing could be more simple or more difficult. Difficult because to trust children, we must uh, trust ourselves. And most of us were taught as children that we could not be trusted. So I love that because it doesn't only talk about the trust, right? But it talks about this cycle that we need to break from generations yes. of like, you know, passed down in uh, misinformation just to keep up with tradition. And for me, that's really what unschooling is about. It's It's boxing everything we know that we think of learning and throwing it away, you know, because we finally realize there's a better way, not just in learning or education, but in parenting as well. Ang ganda naman. <laughs> and it takes so much talaga, yes. no? Just to to be able to do it, yeah. So I'm curious to know how a day is like in an unschooling home. Do you still follow a certain rhythm or maybe schedule each day, or is it free flowing that you go where the wind takes you? Because personally, I have that impression about unschooling. So I'm genuinely curious and ready to learn more. So can okay. you share with us what a typical day is like in your home? Okay, so since we're fol- not following any curriculum, um, our days are different, but also the same. Because for me personally, I, I thrive with routines, okay? So mm-hmm. I'm a work-from-home mom. Um, you know, we've never had help or yaya since mm-hmm. I gave birth, right? So, and and before the pandemic hit, you know, of course, my husband was also working um, outside the home. So it was really just mostly me and the kids and setting a routine really helped us, So we've sort of set that routine, but only specific things like eating together, then we take a bath at a certain time, and then they nap, right? So my kids are five and four, um, and when they were younger, so they would nap at a certain time, and then, of course, bedtime at night. So those are the things in place the same way almost every day. So we hardly veer away from that. Um, But everything in between that routine— changes almost every day. So today we could be I don't know, in the kitchen doing something. Later, we could be at the beach, right? So, mm-hmm. Or tomorrow, uh, we would hike up a trail. Because where we live, it's, so it's near the beach, but it's also near the mountains. So we do that. Then we have a dog. So we walk our dog also. So, um, or it's simply like just being inside or outside, but playing like that. So we don't only go by the day, but sometimes by the hour right and i think it's so important because like your capacity to learn i feel is so dependent on your mood right or or how we yes. feel at the moment and we learn and accomplish more when when we're interested in it right or when our interests encourage us to go for it or to learn more about it so that being said you know going by what our kids are interested in takes away the pressure of making sure that they understand the, you know, quote unquote lessons. Since yun, yan, I'm, I'm confident that they're exploring the world on their own. So therefore, you know, if something interests them, they're, they're bound to ask questions about it instead of Ako lang yung nag feed ng information to them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as for, like, let's say materials, ganyan, again, it's really interest-based. So as of the moment, like, example, Ailee, my daughter, is into arts. So we hoard a lot of, like, arts and craft stuff. Um,
0: hoard talaga. Oh, oh,
2: actually. <laughs> pero, I, talaga. Honestly, honestly, that's more for me then. Yeah. I, I feel you, like, I feel mama. Yeah, yeah. So I'm 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 really into arts and crafts then. But then so so is she, so she So we have um arts and crafts stuff and then for Amanaman, he's not into that at all. He loves to build things. Um blah open-ended stuff, you know, like toys with blocks or those mock pipes that connect. Um yeah, it's it's funny because my husband now is building a a kitchen next door, like a commissary because, you know, he's doing these food deliveries now. And Aman is so into the construction. So yeah, I'm, I'm so happy for wow. him because I think na I think stuff niya. that he built. Yeah, and the stuff that he builds in blocks, it's mm-hmm. in real life now. In, uh, right? So he comes home, explains to me how cement and uh, blocks. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's things like that. Like, um, so, and then another thing is, um, for myself, I'm an avid reader, so books are also a staple here in the house. Um, so, again, there's no curriculum, so it's safe to say every unschooling home would look different. Since, again, it's purely based on each child. And, you know, as we know, each child is unique, and unschooling is about embracing that uniqueness.
0: Okay. Okay. Tricks. Thank you for that. Meron a follow up question lang. Yeah, I mean, this is not part of ano, <laughs> of what I sent you, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I just thought about it now. With you guys living yun na malapit sa nature, malapit hmm. sa beach, malapit sa hiking trails, did you notice if like your kids are less into toys? I mean, it just you know I just realized it now na. I guess in the metro kasi isa yan sa mga fillers eh, diba? If you yeah. live like in the middle of a bustling city with not much nature like Manila, your tendency is to buy a lot of these toys as fillers. Kasi, mm-hmm. kunyari kahit kinetiksan, kailangan naming bilin kasi wala namang kami sa <laughs> dito, hindi ba? But, um, napansin mo ba like, kasi oh, with your kids or with the other kids around, parang are they generally super okay with not even having toys or...
2: Or is it okay. the same lang? <laughs> uh, definitely, I would say. Pero, I don't know if that, okay, wait, how do I explain? So, for Branson and I, kasi, when we moved here,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it was really a conscious decision for right. us na to live simply, alam mayon, to mm-hmm. live wholly talaga. And, we also wanted to raise our kids that way. So, I think on the onset, hindi talaga kami mabili ng toys. Uh, even when you were living here? Even when we were living there. So, okay. I feel like if you look at the toys here, parang ito pa yung binigay ng first birthday. Alam mo yung right. Ganon. right, right. And yes. some of them nga, na hindi nagamit, we had to give away. But I also believe rin na the environment kasi helps. So, my kids are really mostly outside. I feel like parang 70% of their time of the day they really spent outside. So, if you see sometimes I talk a lot about the sticks Kasi Right! May, yes! Oh, so, super us, <laughs> and they love finding sticks yes, sa yeah. And they make everything with it. Parang hindi talaga sila ubusa ideas. Oh. So, I guess in a way, yes, um the environment helps. Pero, yun. Uh, part of it talaga is a conscious decision on our part. Yeah.
0: Okay, speaking of conscious decision, in, in um, an unschooling method, or philosophy or lifestyle, what would you say is your role, naman, as an adult?
2: Okay, um, If you want to do unschooling, I think our number one role as a parent is to first unschool ourselves. Oh God, and that's so true. it's a very <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's very humbling, right? Um, almost too difficult. But I think it's a very needed process to really consciously stretch your imagination, question your own assumptions, um, your impulse responses, and to take away your, your judgments. Um, everything you know about education and learning, all your preconceived notions about kids and parenting and life in general, again, need to be unlearned first so you can make room new ways, or new ideals of understanding, and also for for you to be able to be more present for your child. And I think, you know, which brings me, I think, to the second most important role, being a present parent. Uh, honestly, I think a lot of parents are afraid to unschool or even homeschool because they think it entails you knowing everything or having all the answers. but it's simply not true right i mean no one ever knows all the answers and nobody expects you to so to be present can mean the simplest things you it's putting your phone down when your kids talk to you it's looking in their eyes when they speak asking them questions you know getting to know them like really what do they like not what you're imposing on them um sino yung friends nila what are their friends like right or What do they see when they look at the sky? You know, it's simple things like that. Like, you really ask them questions who they are. Um, And sometimes parents say, but I'm a working mom, let's say, or I'm a working parent. I'm not at home all the time. I'm not like you. I can't be there uh, for them 24-7. And I think my answer to that is you don't have to be there 24-7. Pero on the times that you're there, be there 100%. Right, mm-hmm. so you could be there like every weekend lang kayo ng kids mo. But are you there or are you on your phone? Mm. So it's things like that. Like that. That's for me is what being present is. And lastly, I think the role that I really have to play in this uh, method is to support them wholeheartedly, to really encourage their passion, to believe in their capabilities, and again to trust that. They are learning, even if it doesn't look like learning, the way we know what learning is, you know. Um, And part of supporting them is, you know, living a life filled with experiences as well. So for me, it's to never say no to adventure, to exploring. It's about, like like I said, you know, for Brans and I, we had to recalibrate our priorities as well. So... For example, if somebody offered me like a higher-paying job, and it has happened, you know, like parang I'm offering you this job, but if it means um, leaving the house or if it means uh, being away from my children, I automatically, I say no. Because our priority right now is here in our family. And um, and again, like I said, I thrive in routines. But if it means abandoning some of those routines to like discover new places with my kids... Ah, no, I'm 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 game also for that. Um so we've sort of adapted that attitude, Brandon Sinai. Um and again, it's you know, it's really having a sense of adventure also in us, so our kids can emulate that as well.
0: Grabe, a lot of unlearning talaga, no? I mean,
2: yeah, just <laughs> listening to
0: what you're saying. Man, I mean, you really have to step up also as a person. And diba, parang you have to think that. You want to be better for your children, yeah. right? and you have to know your priorities. I, I like that story of yours. Actually, I I like all your posts, especially <laughs> when it comes to ano to all these thoughts on you know being a present parent. Because I think we really need to hear more of that. That being present physically doesn't necessarily equate to being present
2: yes in the
0: eyes of our children. Okay. So, moving Wait. on. Yes. Paula, may follow-up ako. I think follow-up
1: din ako. Nako, oh. <laughs> <laughs> dumadami na follow-up. Eh, and dami mo nang follow-up. Eh. Ako naman, isa. <laughs> <laughs> Tricks. it's so nice kasi to imagine, no, having the beach and the mountains as your, like, classroom, di ba? And I, hmm. I think if you didn't have a curriculum but you have your child in nature, di ba? That's, like, the best. Yeah. But siguro for those curious about unschooling and they live in the city or they don't have like quick access to nature and these experiences, what's your maybe advice? What do you have to say?
2: Okay. So I think that's also a misconception then I feel, um, Mm -hmm. which I get asked a lot or they feel like sakin lang to applicable because we live in the province, right? Um, But again, for me, even if let's say you don't have nature, why wouldn't? Because again, it's about your child, eh, right? And it's mm-hmm. about what your child is interested in. So if you are, let's say, even living in a condo, so yeah, let's say you na yung pinaka limited version for me, okay? Mm-hmm. So even if you, even if you live in a condo and syempre pandemic, pa you can't go out there. Right? Uh-huh. If you really sat down with your child and asked, "Ano ba yung gusto mong gawin?" right what do you mm-hmm. want to do or what is it you're interested in now to do and if you participated in that for me that's the heart of unschooling so mm-hmm. the background that i live in right now it's just a canvas okay but your child really is the curriculum and it doesn't have to be like the, you know like it's like all sometimes i post it it's not about us just being outside Okay, like some of the key learnings that I have about my children also happen inside. In our house here is like it's like a condo. <laughs> it's like it's really small. It's 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 a box. So, you know, it's but if you really just sit down and be there for your child, yun nga, parang have them speak without you directing or merong kang expect na answer from them. For me, that's starting na that, that's the start of unschooling already. So, which means anybody can do it. Because as long as you have a child, and you're, you know, obviously your child has his or her own interests, yeah. enough na yun mm-hmm. to, to practice on schooling.
0: Recognizing that your child is a person, you eh, know?
2: Yeah, um, a whole, person, a whole yeah.
0: person. Okay, Mars, anything more, or should That's we That's it on? for me
1: for you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright, so this is what we're all curious about. Um, discipline. So, would you yeah. say discipline ba would look the same in every unschooling home? Or barin ba? Ito, Can you talk more about discipline?
2: Okay. Um, Off the bat, I think I would say that since John Holt didn't really touch, I mean, if we're going directly okay. to the person, yeah. yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, unschooling didn't really touch on discipline. Okay. But um, I, I think I, I want to I wanted to really discuss this because I think of all the aspects of parenting, this is where I was challenged by unschooling okay. the most. Okay, so just to give you like a short story background. Um, so for me, I was raised say, in a home where spanking was part of the way our folks disciplined us. Okay, so I still have vivid memories of my dad's belt, you know, and like being used when we would do something wrong. So this became a part of me as I grew up, but then, you know, Later on, I became a Christian, then I became a parent. Um, I remember attending this one parenting seminar, and they talked about disciplining your kids. And of course, the verse in the Bible was used, right? I think we're all familiar naman, with that verse, pair, ganyan, okay? Right. So what happened was, I had this personal experience of spanking that I knew was wrong. But then, in church, they teach you the quote-unquote correct way to discipline. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, it sort of corrects lang how it's done. So, you also yeah. justify in your head na, okay, is it okay to spank, But you just need to follow these steps. Right. Okay? So, first you explain to your child what is wrong, and then you spam, and then you reconcile in the end. Okay? So, they also teach you to do it only when they disobey, not to do it in anger. And then use a dedicated rod, right? So mm-hmm. the child doesn't associate it with ordinary objects. So Or your hands. Yeah, or your hands because hands are for caring, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, like, especially those last two things, they, they really made sense to me because I have this personal experience, right, of my dad. He's, he was always angry when he used the belt, right? So I figured at the time, maybe it was the right way, talaga. At least they modified the process, Okay. So we did spank our kids at the beginning, okay? So following those steps that they taught us. And for a while, I had no issues about it because, well, you know, it's from the Bible and my faith is so important to me. So in my head, I would never question what God would say, right? Mm -hmm. So, but I believe it was around two years ago when, or I think when we moved here around three years ago, when it really changed for us. For example, your kids are getting older and, you can see they're starting to understand, right? Or they're starting to make sense of what's happening. And for example, my kids, so I have two kids, so they're always fight, right? Um, and then they start to hit each other, for example. I felt like I was contradicting myself, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Teaching my kids to stop hitting and then taking them to a room to spank them, which essentially is hitting, right? I mean, let's just put it out there, okay? So yeah. and then so I could no longer like justify that in my head nah, you know, this is this method correct? Or is it even beneficial at all for my children? And again, it's a very humbling experience because it's a moment that, wait, my, t- my kids are teaching me something here and I should listen, you know? And I, I guess in a way that's what unschooling does for me. You know, it allows me to let go of my pride, realize na my way is possibly not the right way. And it's never too late to learn. So yeah. my husband and I had a sit down discussion about it. <clears throat> And we realize that no, this isn't working for us anymore. And I really believe that just going back to that verse in the Bible, I, I really believe it had a different context. And if mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. It was greatly misinterpreted. I mean, if you read about it somewhere, you'll find that the, the context of it—it's not that God didn't actually mean to use a stick to hit your kids. Right. But I believe the original context was to illustrate a shepherd, you know, like as a shepherd to guide his mm-hmm. sheep with a rod, mm-hmm. right, or a staff. Mm-hmm. So we must guide our kids to make right choices. Mm. And lately, that's really what's most important in our home, not to constantly tell our kids just to obey us, but with a solid foundation of what's right and wrong. For us personally, you know, that foundation is the Bible. So it could be different for every home, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, we want our kids to know right from wrong without having to look for a person to obey when we're not around mm-hmm. So we want them to independently make those decisions knowing now we've laid a solid value system from the beginning. So practically speaking, the way we discipline now is we speak to them about their actions, why it's wrong, the consequences that arise from their decisions, and then we give them time to think about that. Um, We also... Teach our kids, you know, to be quick to apologize, but also to be quick to forgive. So that's part of, you know, um, what we teach them. And then we still take away some privileges, like, you know, we only allow limited time at, to play outside, for example, or zero screen time for the because we're not zero screen time. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's part of taking away their privilege. For this day at all, no screen time at all. So the methods of discipline have changed or have evolved in our home, but for me, like, we're still firm believers in boundaries. So our kids need boundaries, and our, roles, our role as their parent is to, you know, put those in place for them. Um, not just for them, but for us as well. You know, it's, it's for myself to use it for self-checks, which I think is what happened with the whole spanking thing, right? I had to, like, reassess Wait, is, is, this, is this right? Like, what is this for, ba right? Um... And I think that's something that all parents must do in order to, again, we have to break down these traditions of, like, bad habits that can harm mm-hmm. our kids. It's like, we love to say, you know, kami, pinalo kami, and we turned out okay. My God, like, yeah. how many times? Right. Really, diba And mm-hmm. I'm guilty of that. Like, I'm sure at some point I thought that or I said that as well. But we love to say that maybe because, alam yon, we, we want to justify what was done to us. Na okay lang yun. Mm-hmm. But it really takes a lot of unschooling or unlearning to realize that, you know what, we did not turn out okay. Diba? We are such a flawed generation. And the only way to fix that is really accept that there are things we can learn and improve on when it comes to raising the next generation.
3: Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Greg. Okay. It's not easy because um, as a Christian as well, we might get flack for... Saying those things, diba right? na, it's yeah. against the Bible and whatever. But we, I guess, um, I won't ask na if unschooling is, um, accommodating to other world re- or religion because I think you've established that premise now with your answers before. But maybe you can share more, um, how you teach your faith or model your faith to your children right. while unschooling. Yeah, so,
2: yeah, like you mentioned, uh, it. It's really not tied. Again, going back mm-hmm. to the source, like John Holt never discussed um, faith or like yeah, a, sort of yeah. a value system in a way, right? Um, but, you know, it is very accommodating to any faith or any worldview mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. for that reason alone. Millions. Um, well, yeah, like for me, of course, we're Christians. And for me, my faith is it's not just I, I say, I'm a Christian. That's it. It's really mm-hmm. like the most important facet of my life right now. Mm-hmm. And every, like forever, you know. So everything I do or say or even think revolves around God's teachings, what the Mm -hmm. Bible says. And I strive to always know God more, have this personal relationship um, so I can be a better Christian, you know. So I think Mm -hmm. it's inevitable for Brands and I to speak about God with our kids. Mm -hmm. Not to impose our faith, but because they see that God is, you know, is part of our everyday miracles. So, example, um, like a more solid example I can think of is in 2018, my mom passed away. So, for me, that was like unprecedented, like toughest year of my life. Parang 2018 Mm -hmm. was my 2020. Ganon. (laughs) Oh, like 2020 Mm -hmm. for me is a walk in the park, you know, because 2018 really was a tough year for me. And, um, you know, my kids could see me going through a hard time. But, they could also hear me speak about God and how he continued to be faithful, even in my grief and my sadness, right? So, you know, and I share with them my prayers, how God comes through in my, in our lives every day. Um, and then, again, when my mom passed away, Eileen um, would ask me about heaven or, you know, not, not heaven, but like where does she go, right? So I've had to speak about that as well. Um, and then, for example, we're rejoicing in something. My first response is always, I'm so grateful to God right, for mm-hmm. these blessings. So they hear us say that often. But um, in our home specifically, like we don't really force our kids to pray. Or we don't yeah. force them to read their Bibles. Nothing like that at all. But again, because they hear and see it from us, they're also interested and curious to find out more about Jesus. So mm-hmm. you know, man, I'm, I'm happy to share about that anytime.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, let's move on to literacy and numeracy. So, of course, I understand that this could be different, right? Yeah. Um, but did John all talk about like a specific age usually? Because like, I, from from what I read, mm. I read a, a, a little bit of how children learn and yeah. the quote that you shared. I, it's actually highlighted in, in
1: my book. <laughs> yeah. um, yun. lang na ba naka-highlight
3: lang hindi ko alam. Ko. <laughs> <laughs> I <don't> <laughs> but I do
0: remember that specific quote you guys kasi yeah. that also touched me to the core. Anyway, um, so John Holt and Montessori, parang they have a lot of similarities. Yeah. Um, but did did he talk about like an age where you normally introduce this concept or how do you introduce it? Yeah, literacy and numeracy.
2: Okay, um, so he did actually specify an age, no? But uh, I think they were in the same, because I was also listening to your first um, two, well, I think you've had like, what, three, four episodes, but specifically Montessori yeah. proper. Um, So a lot of it was like, yes, yes, like super, I agree with this, you know, because <laughs> a lot of it was about observing. Right. And I think John Holt really was a proponent of that as well. So, Example, for our kids, um, interest, curiosity, and readiness were the main driving factors oh. for them to start reading and writing, okay? So, um, I guess in a way, you know, yun nga, it's part of like unlearning the things, eh, yung parang setting an age for right. me, eh, yung parang to it's say though. na, mm-hmm. Oy, Aili, five ka na, whoa, like, you Agree, dapat ito na yung mo. <laughs> oh, dapat <laughs> ako, dapat marunong ka na ng ganyan. Ah, that's so, true. And that pressure is so like it's self imposed, di right? So, we really that's part of the stuff that you unlearn. So, for me, I, I was never worried when my kids will learn it because yun know, nga, I was confident eventually they will. And so, for me, I really focused on them playing outside a lot. And I, I know like some of the people think that I'm crazy for doing that. Like, like, mm-hmm. like, like, they'll pick up a pen till super later, na, you know? Ah, 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 But I always believed kasi that my children needed the big motor skills, you know, like the running, mm-hmm. the jumping, the swimming, the climbing the trees, you know, for them to be able to master the fine motor skills.
0: Well, there so, is science to that. Yeah
2: yeah so lots of playing outside or lots of like again si aman he likes to build things i like for them to pick up stuff um they help in the kitchen we paint so again in painting hindi nila kailangan mag paint ng something alam mo yun? again there's no expectation basta just pick up the brush and paint you know i don't you don't need to make a house a person wala so that's part of it and then eventually si Ivy um she found her love of drawing okay so this is how it started for us so without me teaching her how to hold the pen it was all the other activities that we would do the same fingers that would pick up things for example would be the same on how to hold the pen and Mm. And nakakatuwa siam orin. <laughs> like even for yourself, oh my gosh! Like what is it's this awful. moment, tiba? And she didn't write exactly numbers or letters. First, drawing lang. I she just drew a lot of circles, lines. She would try to copy something. Let's say the clouds, so magiging wiggly yung lines nya, okay? Or let's say she'll try to make a sun. So the sun is the circle and the lines. So those, like surprisingly, those same lines the straight the round the wiggly lines those all became the foundation of building the letters right right? so it just came so naturally for her as in no effort no like magsulat ka, alam mo or magdrills drills. tayo, or <laughs> drills. Yeah. Never. Like, drills, we, I've, this is the first time I've ever said the word drills. Okay. <laughs> <Do> <laughs> it's, a it. part, it's a part of our life. Salad. So, so yon. So, so now she writes and, basta, we just, we just don't force it. Okay? So, so yon. And then for Amo naman, he didn't write or read until this year lang. He, he just turned four this year. And okay. again, it doesn't matter, right, the yes. age. Because, for me, the process is more important eh, than the end result. I feel like everyone will get to the end result either way. So I would like to really appreciate how he got there more. Mm-hmm. So for Aman, it was, Naman again, his love of building. And then later on, when he got a bit older, he wanted to build our robots. Okay, So realizing he needed to write, codes. So, he would ask me, like, how do we make them move? Ganyan. So, I talked to him, you know, you have to write the codes. And he's like, okay. So, we just started to pick up the pen by himself because imagine encourage encouraged again by his interest. Right? So, reading is the same for us. It was sparked by my own love of reading and reading to my kids since they were born. Teaching them letter sounds instead of A, B, C, but mostly because I've observed again, it's me mm-hmm. being there and observing the wait, If I teach, when I teach them the ABC, parang yun lang yung natututuna nila, Alam mo yun, which is maybe to sing the song. Okay, great. But in terms of reading, like you know, when you start to show them the books and they're trying to put the letters together, my moment, eh. that's why being present is so important eh, because it's those nuances, right? Na parang you have to mm-hmm. really observe those little things, how your children are processing the information and things like that. So, for me as their parent, I realized that this is how they process those letters and with some practice and then more exposure to books, more reading together, they learn to read as well. So, it's hard for me to explain because there's no specific steps that I could say for you to follow except the most important foundation, again, which is to take away mo yung pressure and the things that you think would work because it's worked for others. No. It's about your child. What is yung process? Nya? Immerse in that process. Ano or take that journey with him so that he can discover that for himself. Um, and then for math, example, um, you know, when I was in school, I hated math. Not because I didn't understand it, but just simply because I couldn't catch up with others. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in the grading system, siempre I failed because I didn't ah. I was not able to catch up. But as an adult, so I don't know if you know, but I was actually a chef for ten to twelve years, right? Yes, so I know. Wow. wow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I actually went to culinary school. Um, Wait, is that how you br- and brands
0: met?
2: Yes, yes. We worked together in Amanpolo actually. That's I how we Her hobby
0: is a chef too. Okay.
2: That's why Aman is named Aman. Ah! Oh, nice. oh, nice. uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> Side wow. Side to here. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. So that's where we met, yeah. Okay. So that's why, so you know, Shepherd, when you're a chef, actually, math is second nature to you. Right. Because mm-hmm. everything in cooking is math. Not just cooking, mm-hmm. but like being a chef. Alam mo yon, Food costing lahat yon, Math yes. yon. So, I learned as an adult that I'm actually not bad at math. It's just reframing for me that math is logic and I love logic. You know? mm-hmm. So, again, unschooling is about using that world around you to represent those learnings and not the other way around. So, what's happening kasi in school is you're being taught these technical things and then in the hopes that you'll apply them when you graduate, right? So unschooling is sort of inverting that. You go through your life, and then you see what you pick up from your experiences. So um, math is not the numbers and the symbols, but what it represents in real life, right? So Mm -hmm. example, um, when my kids say, uh, mama can i have can i have this and then there's only one piece and then i say okay half it with your brother Because this has happened eh? and then she asked me wait what is half right right so in academic math that's fractions diba tawag natin fractions but Very in technical. Real, <laughs> yes but in real life it's just showing how things can be split apart right right so Yeah, so I guess that's what I'm saying, you know, it's all around you, like math and all all these concepts, they're all around you, and they don't have to be just vague symbols, you know. I use everyday life and activities to teach those concepts, and again, it's about trusting that they are understanding and processing that information, not maybe the way you expect them to, but that they are, right? And for me, it's a magical moment to witness, Right? When they start grasping concepts and I honestly wouldn't take, yeah, I wouldn't take credit for their learning. I mean, yes, I'm there to guide them, but their education is their own. You know, their learnings, parang those are theirs to own and to nurture, which is why I love unschooling so much. Because it caters to the wholeness of a person. Not just, you're not a sum of the things you learn or that or how much you're influenced by others. Diba? This way, your lessons, they're never forgotten. It's not like you take a test, forget it, next grade. It's not like that. Diba? Your lessons are never memorized, but internalized.
0: Ay, ganda. ganda. I remember you post mo nun kay Ailey, uh, kay Ailey ating sa blackboard siya. Tapos parang nagulat ka na lang natsulat na siya ng letters.
2: Yeah, something. ng numbers! Uh, I right? numbers! Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's true about not taking credit for everything. Kasi, no, I'm I think it happens whether unschooling mom ka, traditional or whatever. Yeah. There will come a time, talagani, your child will come to you and you'll wonder, where the heck your child <laughs> learned <laughs> this? <in> <laughs> diba, parang, oh my gosh. Parang, and and it takes a lot of, diba, letting go of pride yung parang, oh, yeah. hindi tala, hindi, it's not me. It's not what I teach this child. This it's child true. really constantly learns 24 7 no matter what I do, diba.
2: Yes. Okay. I,
1: I yeah. <laughs> Trix, I love that as you're talking about unschooling, you're also tying it up with what we need to unlearn, right, as parents. Yeah. And I think one of the things we hope for all of us to unlearn is that unschooling is not frightening. It's not scary. Yeah. De- Deba, you mentioned it also a while ago. Because it's a lot about following the child as well and trusting his design, as you mentioned mm-hmm. a while ago. But Radical unschooling. Okay, bre- bre- breathe in and breathe out on it, tayo. My yeah. <laughs> radical Jan, stay with us. Uh-uh. Because, okay. So, what naman is radical unschooling? Is it the same as unschooling? And can you tell us more about,
2: uh-huh. about it? So, when John Holt started unschooling, he didn't call it radical unschooling. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's different. So, radical unschooling is zero boundaries. Okay.
3: Mm. They
2: basically allow their kids to make all decisions. Okay, from okay. what to eat, when to eat, when to sleep, and they have full autonomy over their lives. Um, with the hope that somehow children will choose the right decisions. Okay. Wait,
0: wait, wait. And mm-hmm. this starts from like birth. I mean, for radical unschoolers.
2: Yeah. Okay. Except from birth. Yeah. Okay. So. so like some radical unschooling parents, actually, they let's say they skip social gatherings simply because their kids didn't want to go. Okay. You know, okay. So that, as they, they live to that term, which is radical, right? Um, so I have nothing against uh, radical unschoolers. Um, but I believe it veers away from what unschooling was originally intended for by John Holt. Huh? which is really just to challenge the schooling system in providing an ample environment for their children to learn. So unschooling is a disruption, yes, but I believe it does not promote chaos or anarchy. Okay, And mm-hmm. I believe children are capable of learning things on their own, whether it's good or bad what they learn okay, or whatever habits, but they, they will learn whatever it is that they have to learn. But it's still up to us adults to set healthy and safe boundaries. Mm
3: -hmm. So
2: it's still up to us to guide them accordingly when they discover those new learnings. So for me, that's where I draw the line, which is boundaries. Okay. Yeah.
0: Thanks for that clarification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, for people who are not so familiar, no, I means so na nakalito talaga. Menariri ni kang unschooling, plus menariri ni kang radical unschooling. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. So yun
0: palayon. So basically, the main difference is that.
1: So radical unschooling is not, I know, pr- retain
2: or um, it did not come from I, John White. Oh okay. uh, I mean, uh, no, uh, definitely not. Yeah, it did not come. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just a derivative, right? Of unschooling. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Walang books uh-huh. about this pa. I have never seen a book
2: I'm talking about. Ah, like, like, I think like, it would be funny, right, if they wrote oh, radical. It, it parang I feel like it goes against <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, that hey, makes sense. how to be radical, right? It's you
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yeah. but I I'm I'm looking at Amazon now. Radical Unschooling by Dana Martin.
2: Oh, see, they have A, a Revolution book.
1: Oh. Has Begun. Revised edition. Ah.
2: Okay.
0: Billis bilis ni Marso, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but okay. I'm not sure Books, eh. if it's really radical unschooling or unschooling. It's just that yeah. yeah, I'm not sure if it's that or it's just a title the of the book hand. or what kind of content.
2: I'm curious, to know. I, I want to read that.
1: Uh ah, see Gay. I'll send the link. I'll send
0: the link. ni meron. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Okay. Speaking of something radical. Because I, I have a child who has special needs, and I've researched more about um, some homeschooling families that they veer away from the label of their children's diagnosis. Because you talk about nga children being um, God's creation and how they right. would, um, you know, flourish on their own at their own time, at their own pace. So, do you have any experiences about that or some research you could share, Siguro?
2: Okay. So, for me personally, I don't have a Personal experience, right, with kids mm. with special needs. Okay, um, so I'm really not an expert. I'll, I'll say it um, off yeah. the bat. But um, I would imagine, right, that if there's any pedagogy that allows children to just be themselves mm-hmm. and to own to mm-hmm. own their education, it would be unschooling, you know. Yeah. And I feel like um, children with what what children with special needs uh, need most is the space to discover the world on their own without adults dictating to them what it is, what this is, how this works, right? Mm-hmm. Or or worse, trying to fix them with education, yes. right? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing wrong with, with them and the way they learn. We just, I feel like we've We we just all have these artificial man-made presets we created to churn out the same kind of graduates every year, you know. And children with special needs do not function that way, and that's perfectly fine. So Mm -hmm. unschooling would allow them to turn to their strengths and passions and use that to explore and learn or at best find for themselves a love for learning. Something mm-hmm. that I feel, you know, today's school has taken away from some of us and even yeah. some of the children, right? So, and you know, I, I actually find unschooling, just to um, add, that um, it's very inclusive. So, mm-hmm. not just for kids with special needs, but I feel like for all children in society, you know, whether your parents are educated or not, and especially for those who, let's say, can't afford to send their kids to school, Because unschooling meets you eh, where you are. It meets your children where they are right now. It teaches you through life. And Mm -hmm. again, your life is the only factor that matters. So like I said earlier, it becomes your canvas, right? And then your children are the curriculum. So unschooling uses your personal experiences as well to help mold your children. So how easy or difficult is it to do unschooling in the Philippines? Especially given societal expectations. Like you mentioned earlier that anybody can really do unschooling. Mm. And I agree. Kasi ako personally, I think young children, at the very least, deserve to be unschooled. Yeah. But in the Philippines, given so much pressure from society, yes. know, when it Everywhere. Comes to academics, <laughs> yep. would you say it takes a certain type of family to be able to do unschooling? Um. Okay. I, I think the most difficult part would be or you know i believe weighs heavily on whether or not the parents are okay to do it mm-hmm. yun lang yung requirement you know mm-hmm. it's well, and it and it's only difficult because like you mentioned we live in a very diploma dependent society yeah. that measures success with this piece of paper, right? So the more mm-hmm. prestige, quote-unquote, the school name brings, the farther you'll go. That's the main mentality of Pinoy, which is Agreed. why it's so hard for many to accept this method. Again, yeah. it goes back to what John Holt said, Deba. Right? It's about trusting your children. And many of us were taught that we cannot be trusted because generations before us have trusted only the institutions, right? So that will be your greatest challenge as an unschooler. If you're really ready, are you ready to unlearn? Are you ready to trust? Not just that, but are you ready to answer the questions of others? Because when you meet someone... Honestly, and from based on my personal experience, the first thing they always ask you is, "Wow, then I know your kids are like this. Like, the, where do they go to school?
3: Mm-hmm. That's, That's the number one enough. question,
2: right? And are you ready to really just say point blank, they're not in school? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> And are you and your, um, parang, uh, another issue is, are you ready to face your in-laws? Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. that's, really a part, eh, that's really a part of it and yeah. i mean let's face it they really will have a hard time accepting this because mm-hmm. the diploma dependency is a passed down tradition right mm-hmm. so are, are you and your partner united in your decision to unschool because that's also a major factor i mean the burden of education must not lie on the mom alone, right? So, for for me, these are the things I would consider the challenges to overcome or for them to ask if you really are ready to unschool. Um, And even for me, let's say I'm a 100% unschooling mom, you know, I still have my doubts from time to time, right? Am I doing enough? Am I doing right by my kids? Um, But my children prove my doubts wrong each time. So, you know, who they are now as people really affirm our decision to unschool. And I see it not only in the way they learn, but in the way they deal with other people, other kids. So I, I think um, th- that's the most important ano, quest- set of questions you need to ask. Diba? Are you... Are you, are you ready together, like if you're married or if you have a partner together, are you united in really unschooling your kids? Because, again, like I mentioned earlier, it goes down to unschooling yourself first. Right? That's the number one role as a parent. And are you ready to let go of your ideals? Right? Are you ready to be wrong? parang to dedicate that for your children's education, in a sense. I Love that you said about that, um, but you and your partner are together in the decision, and it's not just the mother's decision. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about at home? Are there challenges in trying to implement unschooling at home? Mm. I uh...
3: Wala naman. Try Walang to. challenge. Parang parang wala <laughs> kasi. Oh, Pwede naman eh. yun. Oh, oh, in go the in the flow. Oh. <laughs>
2: parang, oh, oh. Hindi, parang wala kasi, again, the challenge talaga is sa sa'yo eh. The diba? To, oh. True, true. Okay. Makes I mean, sense. Ita, ita, so internal. Oo oh, oh, eh, kasi oh. let's say you're at home. I mean, naiinis ka ba? Are you getting irritated when your kids are not, let's say, writing the letters properly? Right. How would you react to that, diba? Or let's say, you or your child so, I'll give you an example. So, si Ailey, she started, um, when she was three, she started going to piano lessons. Okay. okay. So, she said she wanted to learn down the piano. So, we sent her to lessons, right? And then, she maybe did like, I don't know, three, four months of doing piano. Ang galing. She learned so fast. Blah, blah, blah. All that. Okay. And then, that was in 2019, example. And then, she stopped completely for a whole year. Okay. Okay. So, as a mom ano yung reaction mo to that is it number 1 sayang ba yung binayad mo kasi yon that you have to unlearn that right and then second um, bakit ganun some kids are doing this and si Ibig biglang ayaw na niya magpiano i want her to learn piano but why why do you want to learn her for her to learn piano kung ayaw naman niya right so it's really like again like asking yourself wait San, But like where is where is this all coming from why do i have preconceived notions of what a child should be or what a well-rounded child should look like, right? So, and, you know, without, like, again, without, just to, like, go back to the piano thing. So, okay, so I stopped. I I stopped asking her about it because she wasn't interested anymore. And then this pandemic, when we were on the lockdown, she started playing again because she has a keyboard here at home. And then now she's playing again, you know. So, I feel like maybe she wasn't interested in that time after the lessons because, I don't know, for whatever reason, it doesn't matter, right? And again, mm-hmm. now she's interested. So, okay, I'll embrace that now. Ganon. So, I mean, yun, for me, yung mga challenges, eh. it's really internalizing those questions. True. <laughs> uh, or like, pag meron ka bang tinuro sa kanya na something, tas hindi niya intindihan, how would you react? diba? May inis ka, inis ba? ka ba? oh baby. O mag-worry ka ba? Oh my God, my child is a failure. Ganun na ganun mm. eh. Yeah. Hindi pa siya marunong magbasa. Why? Ang galing, nang, ang galing ni ganto Marunong na siya magbasa. How come my kid hindi? So, it's things like that.
0: eto may follow-up na naman ako. Sa tingin mo ba, Trix? Kunyari, kasi like ako, confident mm-hmm. ako sa decision ko. So, even if we live very near like my in-laws, parang, I'm not scared to do it my way. Yeah. Um, but I understand that you know for some parents it's really 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 hard. I'm just lucky that my in-laws for example don't naman kasi tell us, "Oh, you should be doing this." Right. Oh, okay. So I'm very lucky in that aspect and I understand that for some parents you it's know hindi ganoon eh. Meron exactly. maraming side comments lagi yung mga in-laws nila which right. of course no matter how much you try to unlearn yourself, it puts you down in, in a way, right. of course, because these people matter to you. And mm-hmm. what they what they think and what they say matter to you, right? So, do you think like in your case, it's also helpful that you're far from like, you know, your relatives or your in-laws or whoever whose thoughts might make you reconsider pa, what, whatever your choice is? Or not really? Is it a personality I thing?
2: I don't want to say yes because yes. pa- yeah. <laughs> I'm <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay,
0: wait, wait. Let's make this clear, guys. Okay, okay, So To those listening, we're not naman lobbying for you to do anything. I'm just genuinely curious, uh, no. like for Tricks yeah. herself, if, yeah. it, if she thinks it was helpful in a way for her. Um, for I'm, you, for you lang. No, yeah, no. Lang you know, no pressure, please, guys. <laughs> no pressure, <ha>? No, whatever
2: <laughs> tricks is that's what you need to do. Okay. <laughs> Baka mabuk yung mga Oh, <laughs> <wag ganon. laughs> so, guys. No, um, I think um, I'm trying to assess myself. If eh. that's, I mean, I feel like, so okay. So both, both my parents are not around anymore. Okay. So, right. That isn't a factor now, um, and my in-laws are actually in Palawan. Um, my because Brans is from Palawan originally, um, okay. so we visit them from time to time. Um, but that doesn't stop us from talking about unschooling. So I feel like the answer would be no for you. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a decision that we moved away here far from other people. You know, it was really just a family decision because we wanted our kids to grow up here. Ganon. Right. Um, but again, it's about so for brands and I. Literally, we had to sit down, ha, About the unschooling. It's not like one day I decided, oy brands unschooling, tayo, ha, go. Ah, and no. Hmm. We really had to. we had to sit down, which I think all couples should do, right? Right. Sit yes. down together and decide, Kasi ultimately, sharee naman mag explain don sa parents niya. Tama. Right? So I want it to be now when we see our in-laws, which we do, na, we visit them when we can. Um, we na parang he can freely say na you know, hey, our kids are not in school. Rex teaches them, right? Or now he's home, so he's part of that as well. So ganon I but I really do empathize with those people because you know I've I've heard many stories. Nadana man about you know my in-laws. They I want to unschool. And this is no, a real stories. Like right. some right. of the moms they message me. You know I really want to unschool, but my mom or let's say my mother-in-law doesn't want or doesn't believe in it. Right. Um, and I wouldn't. So for me, most important yung relationship ninyo, right? <laughs> so like don't. Do, that don't destroy it for the sake of unschooling. I feel like that's not what it's intended for. Okay. But part of it then, I just want to say is because you really have to be confident then eh, about what you're doing. I feel like the doubt comes from them seeing you then unsure of what you're doing, maybe. I agree. Sometimes, ganon, eh, yeah. And for me, outright, like anybody, I can say it to anybody now, what unschooling is, what I'm doing, ganyan, because I've seen it work in my family, right? So that's part of the conversation as well.
1: Trix, you know, you had this post the other day. I forgot what it is, pero baka Paula remembers. Because Paula and I were talking about how we we're so excited to have you here because... We saw you as this, parang brave and honest voice. Remember that, yes, Pala. Do you remember the that. post? Tamaba? ba? Do you remember the post? Uh, I don't remember. don't remember
0: what we talked about, but I remember you said that you watched her. Inquirer ba yun. I
1: yung, yung. Oh, but, but yung, this other video then about answering. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. Cause we saw we saw you as this brave and honest voice, and I said that we needed that voice here. So thank you for all the things you've shared and put out there for us today. Yeah. And I'm just more motivated because of this talk with you. And I also feel motivated actually reading John Holt. Every time I read him, I feel so um, encouraged, we actually yeah. read him in my Montessori training before. So, but for those who want to learn more about unschooling, what are your um, book recommendations?
2: Okay, so for books, I would recommend um, the two John Holt books, which mm-hmm. is How Children Learn and How Children Fail. Yeah, especially how children fail, because yeah, feel- that's my favorite. Yeah, because I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of the examples there are like, oh my gosh, this happened to me. Alam mo mm-hmm. when I was in yeah. school, right? Mm-hmm. I should get mo, that book nga, sige. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or marami siyang epiphanies na, ah, oh my gosh, that's why I'm like this now, ganyan. So, um, you sh- uh, parents who are interested should read those two. Um, those are like major eye-openers for me. Another is actually the first ever that I ever read was uh, Free to Learn. By Peter Gray. I so, love
3: yeah, Peter that. Gray. So, yeah. so
2: that book, naman, Peter Gray is actually, um, he talks lengthily about learning through play. right? Mm-hmm, Which mm-hmm. again is how we started um, this whole journey. But if you really want to dig deeper in unschooling, I believe introspection is key. So expose yourself not only to the books or the unschooling parents but to current events for example see how you react to those and then try to process why you react that way join conversations about current and relevant topics and then try to open yourself to opposing sides see how you're gonna accept or reject that as well because for me unschooling is more than just a way of teaching your children, it's a way of learning for yourself as well. Diba? So again, it's, it's unlearning, relearning, and participating in uncomfortable conversation because mm-hmm. those uncomfortable conversations allow you to be more open-minded and therefore you know, be more accepting when you deal with your children or when you teach your children as well.
1: I love that. <laughs> Naiyak Aka- na. <laughs> pero, pero wait, akala ko naman kasi... Kilagutan ako
2: eh.
0: <laughs> Pero so true yung uncomfortable conversations. No? Kasi yeah. I think as Filipinos, medyo culture natin, ayaw natin yun eh. Yes. Save face. Yes. Non-confrontational, ah, yeah. Non-confrontational, right? right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think to be able to raise bet- a better generation, not just your child, diba? Your child,
3: yeah.
2: You're
0: raising your child now because this child will will be the next generation. And if you want a better generation, you have to be comfortable with the uncomfortable conversations. Yes. Yeah. And we have to um, diba, be humble enough now. Na- oh, I, I never thought of it that way. Um, you know, th- you, this could be a better way than what I was raised to believe in or what I read. Diba? Yeah. And exactly. and then then okay, so tricks. Um, Usually, our guests, since we are talking about something specific in the method, we ask them okay. to share, like, a movement, you know, a movement that's very Montessori or a kind of movement that's very um, Charlotte Mason or something. Okay. Um, but of course, we understand that and schooling is different for everyone. So maybe because we are all advocates of movement here, and I gather that you, you also are. I, I yeah. also <laughs> firmly believe that. It must be the big movements first before the small movements. The small movements, will, the fine movements, will really come in, you know, easily if yeah. your child has all these gross motor skills in place. So maybe what I'll ask you instead is something that you can share with us. Now your children love to wing. I mean, a kind of movement that they love doing every day. That maybe you know our listeners here our parents here can also try to introduce or try to do with their kids
2: okay just an idea yeah okay so for me um just to be more inclusive okay of everybody because you know i don't want people to sing I you live by the beach, we can uh-uh. do it. Okay. So I'm, not, I'm not gonna say go to the beach or do uh-huh. the okay. <laughs> okay. yeah, okay. But that's but, totally welcome too. <laughs> yeah, no, but that is their favorite, of course, right? Uh-huh. So being in nature in general is their favorite thing to do. But for me, the what I would share, I guess, and the most basic or the thing that we take most for granted would be to take a walk. Okay. Mm-hmm. Na lang. Really put your phone down or leave it if you can, right? And take a walk with your child with absolutely no agenda in mind. Mm -hmm. Just walk outside if you can, if you can, right? Safely, social distancing, all that, (laughs) okay? But just to like observe the sky, the clouds, you know what I mean? Like the smell of the earth. Let your kids initiate a conversation about who she is, what she loves, or the things that she's also observing around her. And just be there to listen and absorb what she's saying, and yon, for me, that's so important, you know, like it's so rare nowadays to just do that with your child, right? I mean, siguro nga now we have more time to do it, pero now, naman you can't do it, right? Okay. Which is sad, right? I mean, I don't yes. know, I feel like it's so sad. We have all this time now, but then we can't go out. So how's that, diba? And I guess in a way, I guess just to add a bit, like, use this time rent to reflect, you know what I mean, on the things that you would take for granted before, ba? And do it now with your kids. Like, take a walk. Let's say you can't take a walk. Again, my example is the condo, okay? You live in a condo, you can't go out. Uh, play some music and dance. Alam mo own, like, without any agenda again, just play the music, no pressure on choreography, you know, allow yourself. <laughs> as well, ba? Like, as a parent, I think, Ko, I don't know if it applies to you. But for me, a lot of my parang um, uninhibited self has been sort of buried mm-hmm. through adulthood. Alam mo mm-hmm. yon, And it's only now that I'm a, ma- a mom I'm a mom again. I'm rediscovering Now, oh my gosh, I can be silly. Alam mo yon, I can true. dance mm-hmm. without thinking about... I mean, my kids love me when I dance. Alam mo yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it, pero they love it when we do it. It doesn't matter to them, eh. Diba? Basta spend time with them, have fun, you know, whatever you decide to do, take a walk or dance, just have fun with
0: it. This is the time to be silly, no? yeah. you, you really have permission to be silly and people will not think you're crazy because if you're a parent, yeah. <laughs> even when you're out and you dance with, be you breakdance with your kids in the yeah. middle of a ball, people will not think, oh my God, she's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, she's doing it yeah, for So take and... this time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: Thank you, thank you that, for that tricks, kasi sobrang we, sometimes we just take these things for granted. And I guess it's a great ending as much as we don't want to end this conversation with you. We'll chat na lang on Instagram.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, thanks for having me here.
3: Yes, and we I'm loved having jealous. you. So maybe we, you can share where we can find you online. Para more people can have access to the information or the life, the beautiful life yeah. that you created for your family.
0: But your food please, Tricks. Yeah. I mean I'm not I'm, I'm I'm vegetarian, that's why I can't order from brands. But when I see but when I see your posts, parang ano eh, parang... Ang gamit oh Ang oh, gamit yeah. talaga.
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, please promote also. Sige. So, well, you know, if you want to learn, like, you know, about personal experiences, um, as an unschooling family, you know, I share a lot on social media. Um, I'm at Starfish Tricks on Instagram and Facebook. Um, again, I only share what I know, okay? Mm-hmm. And what um, has worked for us. And, you know, I try not to be preachy. Others um, mm-hmm. about unschooling because I don't know. I feel like if I say unschooling is the only way, I feel that goes against the entire mm-hmm. unschooling principle, right? To begin with, but if you want to be encouraged or maybe find courage <laughs> to sort of explore the possibilities of unschooling and to see how it has affected or benefited um, us and our children, then you know I encourage you to visit my account um, and then. Yeah, well, you know, Brands is now actually selling his uh, food deliveries, um, trying to cope again with this pandemic. Um, so, yeah, he's selling chicken in a sal if you're interested as well. And then, lastly, um, I guess I just want to encourage the, you know, your, your listening, parents listening to this podcast um, that unschooling doesn't have to be all out at once. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, you can take parts of unschooling principles that speak to you and apply them in areas you think it would work, right? Whether it's mm-hmm. being a more present, an intentional parent, or whether it's reassessing your views on certain matters. Um, it can be applied in the way you see discipline, um, the way it has changed my views as well, or the way you view what success is, right? Or what learning should look like in general, so, yeah, even today, as you, you know, go about your day, you just try to see your, your children through like the unschooling lens, right? Mm-hmm. To see them as whole persons with unique personalities. And again, finally, to trust them, to trust that design that they are curious learners, and ultimately, to trust yourself as a parent. Thank you for joining us this episode. We hope that you learned as much as we did. Don't forget to subscribe or follow us. and Visit us on our Instagram, shakingparenting.podcast. Let us know your key takeaways from this episode. See you again next week!